Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Greetings, my X-Files geeks, and welcome back to Reopening the X-Files, the podcast that proves the truth is still out there. I'm Nate, the Ultimate Movie Geek, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Mrs. Movie Geek, Asian Powell. Hello. All right? Yeah, you? I'm tired. I was falling well, asleep on the set before. It's your own fault. I've got no sympathy. What? I was editing a spoiler-free review of Tenet which is on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Is it called Tenet? Tenet. Or Tenet. I thought it was called Tenant. No. Everyone's, everyone who I've heard like review it or whatever have sound like they're saying Tenant. I thought but, it was Tenant. No, it's T-E-N-E-T because it's a palindrome. Oh, yeah, palindrome, yeah. Same backwards as it is forwards. Yeah. Tenet. That's how I'm saying it. Uh, good film. What, I had no idea what was going on, but anyway, let's not make it about tenant or tenant. Tenet. 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 Tinnitus. Tinnitus. <laughs> uh, first off, if you want to get in touch with the show, contact us through Twitter at reopenthexfiles or at Movie Ultimate, uh, and we'll we'll give you a shout we'll out. Give you a shout out. Or if you want to give us some fanboy facts. Oh, that'd be a good one. Send, yeah, send us, us some, some fanboy facts. Fanboy facts in, we yeah. can cut the fanboy facts section up into. My fanboy facts and... In your dullish ones. Shut up. And, and then <laughs> the actual, probably really interesting ones that everybody else yeah. Fan fanboy facts. Oh, my God. Too many fans. Oh, we, we were swamped with fans. Um, yeah, so... I've been looking forward to this episode. It's one of my for favorites. For a very, very long time. And we didn't watch it that long ago, to be honest. It was about when, when lockdown started. Yeah. Around season. The cat is scratching me leg again! She doesn't like you. Well, I've got a dr- I've not got a dressing. I've got a blanket over my legs, and they, they keep don't attacking. need. They don't care. Get on the X Files. Right. Bloody hell. Episode four of season three, Clive Ruckman's final repose, written by Darren Morgan, directed by David Nutter. It's not part of the larger series mythology, however, it is one of the best comic yeah episodes. Yeah, it's got it's got, a got pretty a lot much. Of it's got a lot of everything in this yeah, episode. Yeah, has, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's got a nice little uh, sadness, yeah. sweetness, <laughs> horror. Yeah, gruesome horror. Paranormal. A lot of it, yeah. It's it very very witty. Ticks every single box for an X Files episode. Yeah, this is a great one, and if I think if you've watched it, you might not remember it just by the. I don't know. I have to admit, and I think I'm quite a big X-Files fan, I don't really know the names of the episodes, so I'm obviously yeah. not die hard. Um, but this was always one of my favourites. Yeah. And I think when we start to talk about what it is, if you can't really remember it, go back and watch it, because yes, you, you will you will it. thank us later. Yeah, it is. It's There's a lot of elements, and I'll, I'll, right, I'll tell you a secret now. Right, At school, like I said last episode, 
I had the box set of season three mm-hmm. on video VHS. Um, and at school we had to write a story. I basically plagiarized this episode and wrote a story and got a really good mark. <laughs> it's all right, Mr. Martin's not listening. You hope not. You won't be listening. Yeah, you, you'll, be, you'll be getting called back in to your old school saying they've retracted your GCSE in English. Yeah, but that that's what that's that's how much I liked this episode was. I found the story you so interesting. You bastardised it and put it in your own words. Yeah, I did bastardise it. It, wasn't, it wasn't, My version wasn't as good, I'll have to say. Obviously. Obviously. So, should we just do a, 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 a plot summary of this? Yes. Go on, then. No, you do it. No, you it's do your it. job. Me? Do you, I always right. throw it to you. There's a serial killer. <laughs> There's yeah. a serial killer, and he's going about killing... Um... Psychics? Yeah, I know. You don't have to... It's bloody hell who's doing it, me or you? Well, I like to Just calm it. down. <laughs> so he's going about and he's killing psychics, um, or, well, tarot readers and tea leaf readers. So people who, I can't remember the technical term they used in this. Psychics. Scully used it. No, Scully said. Fortune tellers. No, she didn't. You'll have to Google it. Well, but it was quite a very technical term. But it's basically people who think they can foretell a future using different implements. Um, and they kind of come about the person who is Clyde Brookman uh, because he's putting his trash out and he's, he's quite a nice, pleasant fellow and he's trying to... Soothsayer? No. <sighs> and he's trying to um, lead a normal life, trying desperately to do the what we call the lotto, the lottery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's just getting nowhere. But he has <laughs> the ability to see people's deaths and he has a connection... Yeah. to this person, doesn't he? He keeps seeing flashes of things throughout. Yeah. And he seems to be able to tell how people will meet their ultimate demise. Yeah, that's his... It's it's always this sort of thing where if you have a gift, there's always a downside Yeah, it's a it, curse, it? it's really. A curse. It's a Not curse, a isn't it? And his... But his explanation of how he got it as well is it seems to have been brought on by his own thinking. So he gets these flashes of how people die... And there's some some good moments in this this episode, but he he tells a story about the big bopper and um, Buddy, Buddy Holly, Holly. <laughs> and uh, the fact that their deaths were the, down to a flip of a coin. Yeah. And, and yeah, because the big bopper wasn't meant to be on the yeah. plane, was he? And it was all down because of a flip of a coin. Yeah. And, he says, and then he said, "Think of everything that leads that up led up to that to moment." Even flip of the coin. <laughs> yeah, and he had tickets to see the big bopper the next night, didn't he? Yeah, it's almost like uh, the like many worlds theory where everything yeah. splits off to that. But this, yeah, the way he said it is that you've there's so many different avenues to walk down, but this point has gone into. You're either on the plane or you're not on the plane. So you've got two. It's like, or like the um, those films. Final Destination. Yes, stuff like that. So, and it he seems to have made his own psychic ability because he has constantly thought about that choice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I love about this episode. But he's I, a really nice gent, and yeah. he ha- he's putting trash out, and he's got an elderly neighbour who I think has got dementia. Yeah. And he's picking bits up from her, and he sees the dog, like, eating her, doesn't he? Yeah. She's fitting well. And he's, he's like, get away! Get away, you monster! 
Um, and as he puts stuff out into the trash, he takes his own and the little old lady, he sees a body and that's yeah. how he then becomes involved because he says, oh, there's somebody here, she's dead and she had her eyes gouged out and blah, blah, blah. And they said, well, you haven't looked at her, so how do you know yeah, any you, of that? you said you didn't touch the body. Yeah. So how did you know that she was dead? But he's a really like, nice character, isn't he? He's quite unassuming and very, mm. very funny. Played by Peter Boyle, who a lot of people will know, obviously. Young Frankenstein and Everybody Loves Raymond and all that sort of stuff. And he's, oh, yeah, he's been dad in, a, in that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's been in a lot of lot of things. But in this, he is he's proper unassuming as well. And like, really, really nice. Well, no, he's not nice. He's, not he's a nice. bit of a grump, isn't he? He's not nice. <laughs> you understand why. He's just likeable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But from the get-go, because it seems to be that the psychics are being taken out, the police, I'm not too sure where it's supposed to be set, but the police bring in... A reoccurring an, a, character. A reoccurring character. Uh, the stupendous Yappy. Yappy. Who is kind of a Yuri Geller. I think he's channeling Yuri Geller. He is, yeah. Yeah. He comes in and he's all dramatic. Yeah. And he's like, he had her down here and he couldn't perform and yeah. he was cross. And he's like proper acting. <laughs> and then he goes, I've lost it. Someone, Someone is, blocking in here is blocking me. me and, and he like looks at the copper and then he flips and turns to Scully. Scully and, and he's got right this... up to her face. Yeah. And then it's not Scully, it's Mulder. It's Mulder. <laughs> and oh. he's he's like proper. Dead against Mulder. Yeah, he's like, he's, people like you. <laughs> he's so flamboyant and dramatic. Yeah. It's quite funny. And Mulder's like, no, trust me, I'm a believer in most paranormal yeah, things. believer with your, your lips, yeah. but not your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because when they leave, it, Mulder, they tell Mulder to go outside because they're blocking his yeah. good vibe. So he's stood in the hallway. And as he leaves... Everyone's, all the police are cheering yeah. because of the show they've just witnessed. And like he has a go at Mulder, doesn't yeah. he, in the corridor again. And Mulder goes, hey, Yappy, what am I thinking now? <laughs> and he gets, he's like, looks dead shocked, and he like jumps yeah. and looks dead shocked and goes, so is your father, <laughs> so is your old man. So it's dead funny. There's loads of little bits in this yeah, like that that is so funny. Again, it's another funny episode who, uh, written by Darren Morgan, who who did Humbug yeah. uh, oh, in the last really season. Yeah, that's a really good one, yeah. Um, so it, it, is, it has that comedy about it and <laughs> it just works so well but whereas the, the comedy elements in in humbug weren't perfect in this one it seems to be everything seems to be balanced really well mm. so yeah so what who is the one who we're going to go into spoilers so who is it who is doing the killing it's uh, the bellhop. I mean, we see him all the way through, don't we? Yeah, we he's, see in, him he's going, always in the crowd, isn't and he? And he's always apologising yeah. for what he's about to do to people, isn't he, yeah. generally? Um, he's a nice murderer. He's a nice murderer. He can't help it. And he, he's, even when he goes <clears> and he finds, he comes across, they happen upon um, him and Clyde because he goes to the hotel, the FBI take him yeah. to the hotel, and he goes and he, he tips him and he gets the money and they walk like, past each other yeah, yeah. and that yeah they look walk past each other and at then the they both realize don't they yeah and when he touches the note and he like looks at each other and he goes you're not going to kill me now and he's like you know and it's like really he's like no it's not now and it's this and yeah it's really really clever and like he's like i'm a not 
And he's like, but why do I do these things that I do? Because he genuinely wants to know, and that's why he's got yeah. to see psychics. Yeah. Because he just wants to understand why he's the way he is. And the guy just goes, well, you're, you're a psychopath. You're a cold-blooded psychopath. That, that's it. Yeah. That's it, son. Do you not understand? That's it, yeah. And he and goes, then, oh, that kind yeah, of makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he, he was like, very, again, he's quite unassuming, yeah. doesn't he? He seems quite a nice blow. Probably totally ignored by most people, I would guess. But um, there's just lots and lots of funny things. I think as well, this, this episode is almost a precursor to the season, is it season 10 episode? Uh, Mulder and Scully meet the Weir Monster. Because in that, God, I love yeah, that. it's a brilliant episode. It's uh, I, I guess, think that was my favorite. Guess who wrote and directed that one? Who? Darren Morgan. Yeah, I think that is my <laughs> ultimate all-time favorite. Yeah, <laughs> is it really? I think so. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. But um, it stars uh, Reese Darby and and Kumail Nanjiani, who like are both comedians. Yeah, and from, he's from New Zealand, isn't he? Yeah, uh, Reese Darby. Yeah, and. Uh, Throughout the episode, they're saying it's going to be a man who who started killing at animals at a young age and then has worked his way up to become a serial killer. And in that episode, he, he's the killer actually starts reeling off how why he became did this. Yeah, and nobody's listening. Yeah, no one's <laughs> listening. <It's, laughs> but I feel like that that's almost a natural sequel to this kind of yeah it, well it's not because it's more of a monster one but yeah there's links to it and yeah, well, there's by the same people, things so. as well in yeah. this, isn't there the best bit in this we've got to touch on the best bit in this. <laughs> touch on literally <laughs> touch the word. where they're in the car traveling and he's he's up front with scully yeah. and they're talking they're trying to find a body aren't they yeah and uh oh, he's like just... of, of all the ways to die I think it's very undignified, you know, if if you go through work. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Asphyxiation by autoerotic. And like, very undignified. Moves aside the bat and like leads straight forward in between the two cars. He goes, well, what, what, you, why are you, why are you me telling that? me that? And he goes, nothing, it doesn't matter, it's none of my business. And it's just perfect. <laughs> right, yeah, because does that mean that Mulder's partook in that before? Who knows? And the... You Who know. knows? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he was going to do it and he would have died and then we've been put off for life. <laughs> but it's just so funny. I know, it's mental because... And something you... I don't know if it's a fanboy fact, but something you mentioned, that you've said there's this, and I've never heard of this before, that Scully is meant to be immortal. Well, yeah, well, it is in fanboy facts, oh, right, but okay. it is um, but it's she, a fan yeah, theory. She gives in, doesn't she, at one point, they're in the... Like they sat in the hotel room. She's about together. to leave, isn't she? She's been. Yeah. Uh... And uh, he sort of go. He says, "Oh, um, we'll we'll end up in bed together, and there'll be tears on our my face." And the, and she's like, "There are misses, then there's misses," and like it's a bit funny. Yeah. But then she goes, "Okay, so how do I die?" And he goes, "You don't." Yeah. So and then that somebody is knocks at the door. Really nice, and say not telling her how. Yeah. Or the fan theory is that. She's not gonna die. Yeah. That she's gonna live forever, and now that has been referenced as well. Yeah. By Scully herself in what I think either season ten or eleven, where she says I'm gonna live forever. But it also in the I think is it season seven or eight? No, it will be seven or six. The camera guy who can who who knows who's gonna die. Yeah. And takes pictures to try and catch death because he can't oh, die. Yeah, apart from what he's, he's called he, out of identity. She, she Scully gets shot 
and he takes her death away from her. Yeah. So the the theory is that Scully now can't he's die. Like him. He's like the, yeah. the photographer guy. Yeah. Which. Well, yeah, it's a little uh, interesting. And there was something else in this, but I'll leave that for you to go on to your fanboy effects, which we should get onto because we are just rambling. Yeah, now. well, we're gonna no Skinner, no Mister X, so we'll move on to fanboy effects. Um, a Darren Morgan, uh, written episode stars Alex Dakin as a tarot card reader who last appeared in the episode Humbug, who was deformed on the side of his face. Yeah, maybe you saying that. He when comes we back it. a few times. I think he's in. Um, oh, what's it called? Jose Chung's From Outer Space. He's also in that episode. I don't know the episode. So That's... This is not happening episode. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Another Frank, funny it's one. Frank or <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> All right, so Fanboy Facts. I'll add the jingle in a minute. Fanboy. 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 Where my fanboy facts gone? There they are. Sorry. There's a lot of links to the old um, black and white films like Laurel and Hardy and all that. There's a clip of Laurel and Hardy at the end of the episode. Right? Stan Laurel. Stan Laurel comes from. Born from nine miles from where we sit. Yeah. Born in Ulverston. Ulverston and Cumbria. And, uh, that's just where, near where we were. You lived there, didn't you? Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Uh, there is a scene where Clyde Brookman is playing cards with Scully. The camera briefly shows his cards, the two black aces and the ace of hearts and the two black eights. That hand is a variation on the so-called dead man's hand that Wild Bill Hickok was holding when he was shot in the back of the head in 1876 while playing poker. Four of the five cards in Hickok's hands uh, were the two black aces and the two black eights. Oh, I like Wild Bill Hickok. Not the real <laughs> one. The one in the Clamity Jane. Doris Day. What was it called? Whip, whip crack away, whip crack away, whip crack away. <laughs> we're heading straight for town, homeward bound. Da, 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 da. This, oh, what's he called? This is the woman who says she doesn't like musicals. Oh, and yet she Jane. has... She could probably, she probably has a lot of musicals that she likes. I love Calamity Jane, brilliant. That's going to annoy me, the actor's name. What? Howard something. How Keel. You got it? Yeah, I'll have pick up. All right, I'm not going to search that then. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I digress. Fanboy fact two. Clyde Brookman is going through evidence trying to get psychic visions. Now, I never noticed this until I looked it up. And it's so clever and it's such a great callback. When he's holding a blue piece of cloth, he says to Mulder, I got it. This is yours. This is from your New York Knicks t-shirt. And Mulder says, Miss. Miss. <laughs> right? But, but in I season got it one. I straight away this time. <laughs> I think it's because we're watching it so, yeah. so close. In season one episode, Beyond the Sea, uh, the murderer Luther Lee Boggs claims that he gets a psychic vision from a similar blue piece of cloth. But Mulder tells him, I tore this off my New York Knicks t-shirt. It has nothing to do with the crime. Yeah, it's so, a nice little It's a nice little yeah. callback, but also, is that psychicness? He's picked up on it, it. yeah. Psychicness? He's inadvertently picked up on it. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant writing, brilliant callbacks, and that is how a show like this Works. can evolve. Yeah. Um, this episode won two Emmy Awards, Outstanding Guest Actor for Peter Boyle, 
which I think is, is deserved, deserved completely. Yeah. And outstanding, outstanding writing for drama series. Yeah. He steals the show. He does really, steal the show. He? And he, he can, took... to come in to the X Files <laughs> and the season three, I don't think it's probably bigger than it was at that point. No, yeah, this is to it. To come in and and steal the show off Mulder and Scully is almost unthinkable, but he he does it so well. <laughs> um, each of the winning lottery numbers announced on the radio are one number off uh, the numbers that Clive Brookman's ticket. God, look I know, him. how annoying is that? I know. Uh, Peter Ball's character, and this is where the reference to black and white films, uh, was the name of a famous Hollywood writer and director of the 1920s to 40s, Clyde Brookman. He worked with many of the famous comedians of the day, including Buster Keaton, W.C. Fields, Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. He later yeah. fell on hard times and committed suicide in Aww. 1955. I was thinking, actually, and I, was, I almost said it at the beginning... It's a very like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties name, Clyde Brookman. Yeah. It's very like gangster esque. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it should be in Boardwalk Empire, shouldn't <laughs> it? Oh, is your yeah. mate Clyde Brookman? Um, well, uh, along those lines, uh, the names of the characters Detective Havez and Detective Klein are also references to the writer and director from the silent film era, Gene C. Havez and Edward F. Klein. Yeah. So he's he's <laughs> and also. Uh, the victim found in the mud was named Claude Duncanfield, which is the original middle name, uh, middle and last name of W.C. Fields. I so like he's that. obviously, he's made this link throughout the episode and yeah. and just thrown it all in there. And it works really well. And you don't know until you really yeah, <laughs> start until, digging. Unless you researched it or you're really up Big, on that uh, era. Yeah, yeah. 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 Another nice little touches, yeah. things like that. Uh, Queequeg, Scully's oh, adopted Queequeg. Pomeranian, is named after... Isn't he Diane Lakeiri or something? <laughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> Tattooed harpooner in Moby Dick. Um, the killer is played by Stuart Charno, husband of Sarah B. Cooper, who wrote season two's episode, Aubrey. I think I've, I've made that mention before. Yeah. Uh, in 1997, the TV Guide ranked the episode number 10 on its 100 Greatest Episodes of All Time list. It is up there. It is, it is up there. Um, the role of Clyde Brookman was originally supposed to go to Bob Newhart. Do you know who that is? He's no. the... In Elf, he's... Oh, yeah. The old guy. Yeah, the, he's Pera. Yeah. yeah. He's Papa Elf. Yeah, he was also in the Librarian films. That is... <laughs> I could see that though. Yeah, as I well. could. Yeah, because he's got that. he's got a very dry voice, voice and, very, and wit, hasn't yeah. he? So, yeah. And here's the one about the uh, the fan theory: Clyde Brookman telling Scully that she will not die starts the legend among some fans that Scully will not ever die in the series. Later in the series, she could be immortal, immortal. Yeah, very sing-songy tonight. I am. I've not even had a drink. No. Later in the series, uh, in the episode, Titanus. Titanus? Titanus, again. That's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> mm. A man who that's cannot me, die... That's my psychic ability. I should have <laughs> been in that show. A man who cannot die exchanges Scully's death for his. Um, when Scully looks into the crowd, she always sees the killer there. The killer is always in the crowd, except for the last murder, where Scully is holding a tarot card with the bellboy on, or the, uh, the page of cups. 
who is wearing the same outfit as he wears. So he always has a link. And it's funny because she has the psychic or the woman's intuition moment at the end. And it's like the cop saying, "Ah, it's just going to be old fashioned police work. It's the bellboy. And And she she runs runs off. (laughs) There's one thing that, uh, that's the end of Fanboy Facts, but I just want to get back to the episode because the one thing that gets me is Clyde Brookman tells Mulder that he's seen what the killer has seen. And Mulder's in a kitchen. He's standing on a pie. Coconut cream. I thought it was banana cream. Coconut cream. Anyway, and that happens. He he, he, do, he, he goes on about yeah. the pie and Mulder's, and Mulder's like, like, what, what about, about that? that? What <laughs> but in the scene that we see, the killer comes up behind him and slits his throat. But he doesn't tell Mulder that. But he does. He doesn't. He doesn't tell him what happens. No, but he tells him that he's behind him with a knife. Yeah. Right? But in the actual thing that happens, Mulder knows to turn around, but he is still not... Yeah, he's still behind him. So either the killer has decided to go a different way Mm. or because Clyde Brookman has told him... He's changed he's it. He's changed it, yeah. yeah. And then Scully comes to Mulder's rescue. But he gets his arm up as soon as he feels yeah. that he's there. He gets his arm up and that stops him from killing yeah. him. And then Scully shoots him and he kind of goes, that's not fair, it's not how it's meant to happen. Yeah. Um, There's another moment as well where Clyde Brookman's talking to Mulder. There's more, I, th- I feel like uh, he's annoyed with Mulder's constant questions. And then they're in the room <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. And he... And he says, I have the same nightmare every night. I'm lying in a, a is it a poppy field or a tulip field? Tulip field. <laughs> and before I realise that I'm naked, I'm rotting. And he just goes and through all this like, detail. I'm and... dead. And then my body starts to decompose. Yeah. And before my bones blow into dust, I realise that the last thing I care about. And he goes, anyway, that's it. Night. Yeah, he just stops <laughs> talking and says, good night. And then Mulder answers the door in the morning. Like he hasn't slept. And again, it's, it's a brilliant episode because yeah. he's obviously scared. Yeah. <laughs> he's scared of what he's, he's just planted told. that little yeah. seed in his head. Uh, it is such a brilliant episode. And to be honest, we'll probably talk and pick through it all night. Yeah, there's lots of funny there little is. bits in go it. Go and watch it. Just, just go and watch the episode because it's a good standalone episode. You don't need to know anything about the X-Files if you've never seen the X-Files. Just... Watch it, it's brilliant. And if you disagree with us, let us know. Yeah. Might be like, you know, like some of the ones that we don't like, or like you like, and I don't like. You might not like this, let us know yeah, if that's you disagree. True. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please share and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate that. Um, follow me on Twitter at Movie Ultimate or Reopen the X Files. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ultimate Movie Geek where there have been a a fair few reviews up this week. Uh, One on Inception, and the one went up today uh, for the new film Tenet, or Tenant, as Agent Powell says. (laughs) Remember, everybody. (laughs)